So let's go into the word of the Lord tonight. John chapter 13. I want to read out of verse 30 and 31. Don't know how long I'll preach tonight. Maybe short, maybe long. I don't know. Depends on when the Lord says, move out of the way. <laughs> I want him to say, move out of the way. Amen. I want him to do what he wants to do tonight. Somebody can get the Holy Ghost tonight. <laughs> Amen. Somebody can get it. It's a Wednesday night, but that's a great night to get the Holy Ghost in an apostolic church. It, it ain't about Sunday only. It's any time two or three get together, God's right there in the midst of them. And if you're hungry for it, you can have it. Amen. John chapter 13, beginning with verse 30. You got it? Well, we got it up on the screen. Everybody say amen. amen. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out. And it was night. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, now. It was night. Therefore, when he had gone out, Jesus says, now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. Amen. I want to preach just for a few minutes on this. Time for God to be glorified. Time for God to be glorified. Amen, 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 amen. Lord Jesus, help us one more time. Hallelujah. Speak to your church and help your church receive the word tonight and mix faith with it tonight, Jesus, so that the word can profit us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody shout amen. amen. You may be seated tonight. It's time for God to be glorified. Forgive me for taking this thing off, but... We don't use jackets down in Honduras. It's way too hot. You think this weather's hot nowadays here? Well, it's just like we're at home. Amen. Except we've got about 70 to 80% humidity, where today we had 33, 36% humidity. Amen. So don't be whining and griping about how hot it is. All right? We're building the church at the gates of hell. Hallelujah. Glory. But we're having revival. Glory. Amen. The Spirit of betrayal has been loosed upon this earth and against the church. The blanket of spiritual darkness covers the earth. The scripture says that Judas Iscariot, after he had received the sup, went immediately out. And I like the fact that it says, and it was night. I could preach a little while about that. Amen. But I'm going to tell you that the darker the night, the brighter the light. Amen. Amen. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 14. Therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pomp. And he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. That word enlarged means to make a wide access into hell. Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide 
is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go in thereat. Sin is easy to access. Temptation is at your very door. Amen. Television several years ago brought it in and video brought it on in further and now the internet access has brought hell into many homes and to many lives. Come on, I'm not here to preach against the internet tonight. I'm telling you, we're living in a nighttime hour. Amen. This world is in darkness. Amen. Matthew tells us that there's a wide gate and a broad way. Amen. Hell hath opened her mouth without measure, the scripture says. Amen. That, that mouth is never satisfied. What it wants to devour is never enough. It is without measure. Amen. First Peter 5 and verse 8, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Hell is not satisfied satisfied by just taking you. It wants your sons. It wants your daughters. It wants your mama. It wants your daddy. It wants your friends. And it wants your cousins. And it wants your neighbors. It's never satisfied. It's never finished trying to destroy your faith and your soul. I'm telling you, that's what we're fighting against these days. That's what we're living in these days. The scripture says in Matthew 24, 12, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Amen. I know the scripture talks about a great falling away. Some think it's one thing, others think it's another. Nevertheless, amen, we are experiencing a great falling away by many people from what is absolute doctrine, amen, from what is absolute truth. They're trying to vary it a little bit, and they're saying that truth is relative to your situation. Compromise is rampant, and holiness, hear me, is being traded so that we can have numerical growth. Got to let down the let in, they think. Convictions are being forsaken so that we can satisfy our carnal desires. Come on, I'm not preaching to the choir tonight. Many are leaving. Oh, yeah, they're leaving. Not losing their first love. Leaving their first love. The scripture says that many have left their first love, not Lost it. They know where they left it. And if you come back to where you left it, you'll find it's still there. Come on. The love of many has grown cold. Iniquity abounds. That means it's multiplying. Yeah, it's an ugly, ugly, ugly scenario out in that old world right now. Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5. This know also. That in the last days, perilous times shall come. The good old U.S. of A. has always had security, you know, compared to third world countries. But it's fast becoming another third world country. Amen. Yeah, everybody lives in big yards, no fences, no burglar bars on their windows. They can leave the trucks unlocked at night. 
leave their bicycles in the yard. They're there in the morning when they get up. But I live in a place a little bit different than that. You better have fences, chain link. Some have serpentine on the top. Looks like a whatever they call that on high high end prisons or whatever the high security. <laughs> Getting in there, you got to have a code or something. I mean, that's kind of way folks live where we live. Amen. You can't leave stuff out. Amen. You leave a bicycle out in the yard, somebody comes along and they'll say and really mean it. Well, look what God left in my path today. Blessings of the Lord. And they take that bicycle and never one time think that they stole it from you. We live in a different world here in the United States. But I'm going to tell you, there's some places that's pretty dangerous anymore. I don't know about hot springs, but maybe so. It's getting closer and closer to where you live. Hey, yeah, it is. It's, it's dangerous. Amen. We live in a country where there's some places it's dangerous. Amen. We're not going to run around afraid. I still believe greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. I still believe he's going to take care of us and he's going to take care of my children. Come on, but there's dangerous, perilous times that have come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Boy, we're living that today. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. These verses really properly describe the hour of darkness that we live in. Amen. Notice this is not a negative service tonight. I'm getting to the positive. You just hang on. In our text, Judas Iscariot was possessed by that spirit of betrayal. His soul was sold for money. Amen. His target was the Son of Man, Christ Jesus. We understand by the scriptures that the church is the body of Christ. Amen. That Judas spirit is trying today to betray the church. Come on. I'm not making a play too much here. I believe that scripture does support the fact that we are the body of Christ. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his mouthpiece. Amen. The church of the living God is, is the son of man embodied. Amen. We are the embodiment of Christ. Amen. And if there ever was a day when there was attack against the church, I believe it's 2022. We're under constant attack. And I'm going to tell you where we live. Fighting on the front lines is exhausting sometimes. Amen. How many times do we wish we could run over to a nice conference going on where Hundreds or thousands of people get together and they're all praying and they're all worshiping. And man, you got liberty to pray and you feel victory like never before. It's kind of like a relief, amen. It's coming away from the front lines and 
charging your batteries and filling up your tank again. And when you come back to the home front and the battlefield, you say, okay, I can do this some more. Amen. But there's times where we live that it's just oppressive. And, and, but I'm going to tell you, it's a constant attack. It's exhausting. Sometimes you just have to take a little reprieve, amen, but then you regroup and regain strength and you get back for another clash with the enemy, amen. There just seems to be no relief. Satan doesn't leave us alone. We don't want him to leave us alone. We know that if he's, we're making him nervous and he's upset with us and he's fighting against us, that we're going the right direction. You ought to be worried if you're not being battled by the enemy. Go on a three or four day fast and, and pray and say, okay, God, maybe the devil's not uncomfortable enough. I got to make him a little bit more uncomfortable. Come on, it's a day to get out on the front lines and see God do miraculous things as we fight for truth. It's night. It's night. That spirit of the Antichrist, the anti-church body. That spirit that's against the body of Christ is going to seek to wear out the saints of the Most High. It is night. We are engaged in a diabolical spiritual warfare daily. And there's some folks that's so cold and distant spiritually that they don't have a clue. Surely not in this church. But there's other people in this world. I hope you're aware Every day you wake up, amen. We don't see a devil behind everything that moves, but I'm going to tell you what, it's real, amen. There is a spiritual warfare going on every day. We're drawing to the end of the church age. And if there ever was a day to look up, it's today, hallelujah. Hey, if there ever was a moment to say, come Lord, quickly, come on. It's now. Jesus is soon to return for his bride. Hallelujah. John chapter 3 and verse 19. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Even though it's night, the church is shining bright. Even though the world is wrong, the church is right. Come on. When Judas slipped out into the night, Jesus made a declaration. It was almost as he was waiting on him to get out. Soon as he went out, he said, now is the son of man glorified and God is glorified in him. It may be dark and dreary on the world view, but it ain't that way in the church view. It don't look that way from where I'm a looking. Amen. Come on, where are you looking from today? Are you standing in the world saying, oh man, this is looking worse and worse. Oh my, what are we going to do? Are you standing upon the rock and you're looking beyond what's going on about you and you see the purpose and the plan of God as it unfolds and you're a part of it. I'm going to tell you, you ought to have that desire. Oh God, put me in your plan. Oh God, make a place for me in the kingdom. I want to be involved. Come on, can you tell him, God, I want you to use me. I know it's dark out there, but bless God, it ain't in the church. The light is shining bright. There's still hope. There's still revival in the church. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Time for the church to be glorified, you hear me? I ain't talking about individuals to be, woo-hoo, look at me. I'm talking about the church, the body of Christ, to be glorified. God's going to say, okay, I'm going to shine my light on her a little bit because I want everybody else to notice the church because that's where the answers are. That's where healing is. That's where Holy Ghost outpouring happens. That's where revival and harvest is happening. It's time for the church to be glorified and for God to be glorified in her. I want God to show up and show out like they say. I want God to stretch forth his hand like they prayed and that place was shaken. Oh God, stretch forth your hand to do miracle signs and wonders. I want God to put his hand in the church. I want him to stir some things up. I want him to do some things that man can't do. It's time to see him glorified in his body. And if there ever was a time when he's wanting to do that, I believe it's now. Jesus attended that marriage in Cana where he turned the water into wine. And the master of the house tried that freshly turned water into wine and he made a statement about what he tasted. He said in John chapter 2 and verse 10, every man at the beginning does set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. I don't believe that it's sometime in the future. I know God will work when the future happens, but he doesn't work in the future. He works now. Amen. You want salvation? It says today is the day of salvation. Come on. It doesn't matter, but you have to understand that God works now. I believe revival is, help me a little bit. Now, I believe that the victory is. I believe that miracles are for. I believe Holy Ghost outpouring is for. You need the Holy Ghost tonight. You can get it now. You don't have to wait because God is in the house. And it may be dark outside, but you're in a place where the light shines. And God can fill you with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. I wonder if there's a church here tonight that desires to see that, that hungers for that. I believe you're here. I believe you want it. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, if we begin to create an atmosphere for it, God can fill everybody in the place with the Holy Ghost. Everybody that's sick can be healed. Come on, let's pray for a moment. Oh, God, it's time that you be glorified in your church. It's time that your body be glorified and you be glorified in her. God, fill somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight. It's time for you to get some glory. It's time for you to be glorified. Come on, come on. The church needs to understand that she is going to be glorified in the middle of the night. 
You don't have great revival when there's no pressure. You don't have great revival when there's no adversity. But I'm going to tell you, when things start hitting against the church, that's when she's about ready to shine. When it's night outside, when times are hard, when things are going wrong, when it doesn't seem there's enough money, I'm going to tell you, God steps into the picture at that moment. And at night, the church will be glorified. At your most difficult moment, that's when God shows up. When you can't do anything else, that's when God says, I'm screwed over, I'll take care of it. Israel just came out of Egypt, and they're standing and camping by the shore of the Red Sea. Somebody said from the rearward, here comes the Egyptian army. They're going to take us back into slavery and mountains on both sides and a deep ocean in front of them. And where are we going to run? We have no place to go. And they came to Moses. Oh, what are we going to do? And Moses came to God and he said, what are we going to do? And God said, go back and tell them to start marching. Amen. In Spanish, it says, tell them to march. Amen. I think in English, go forward, just, just start walking. You can't steer a bicycle that's not in motion. And you're not going to be steered anyway. God can't be glorified if you're standing there petrified. <laughs> Woo, but when the church starts moving, God says, okay, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. There you go. Step a little bit faster. That's it. Stop. Okay, go. Oh, and if we would be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, there's no telling what God's going to do. But I'm going to tell you right when they thought they were going to be snuffed, snuffed out by the Egyptian army, God said, march. And as they went forward, the Red Sea parted. You know the story, amen. It's not a new story. God set them free, but it was in their night hour. I'm going to tell you, God wants to be glorified when your situation is rough. When it's hard, when it's dark, God's going to be lifted up and he's going to be glorified. The widow had a debt to pay. They were going to take her kids. It was a dark hour, but God sent the man of God along, amen, and told her, why don't you make me a cake first? And she did, and when she did that, the Bible says that the, the flour and the oil never ceased throughout that whole famine time. I'm going to tell you, that's because God is glorified in the nighttime hours. God is glorified when your life is going upside down, amen, and things are not working out like you planned them. Don't get upset. Don't get worried. Don't get distracted. You just keep your eyes on God. And understand that in the night hour, he's going to show up. Hey, when things are going against you, God's going to make a way. God's going to make a way. Hallelujah. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. Amen. But you start building the church and you are on that, that journey. Amen. I don't think you got all the money in your hand right now to finish it. Maybe I'm wrong. And if you do, thank God he did a great miracle for you. But normally it ain't that way. You're going to bump up in times and what are we going to do, God? It looks awful dark. <laughs> Scoot over. This is nothing. This is but a light thing for me. I'll take care of it from here. Amen. Uh, you don't get your eyes off of him. Amen. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Uh, understand that in the dark hours uh, is when he's going to glorify the church. Uh, he's going to be glorified in the church. Uh, God is ready to push back the darkness uh, and insert the church. God's going to use the church 
to school the principalities and powers that are existing today. Ephesians 3.10, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church. In Spanish, it says, might be made known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. We've got a plan, church. We've got a purpose. God's going to use us to school to put it on the enemy. They think they got things wrapped up in high places, but I'm going to tell you, I got a God that's over them. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't time to be worried. It ain't time to be wondering. It's time to say, God, it's, it's revival time. It's time that you be glorified. Oh, the church is going to make known the manifold wisdom of God. I love it. Jesus' declaration of war. Matthew 16, 18. Jesus said, I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Whew. I will. Did you ever know of one time the Lord said he would and he didn't? He's not a man he should lie, the scripture says. If he said it, mark it down. There's going to be a church. We're a part of his church. And I don't think that at this last hour before the rapture and he takes us out of here that the church is going to be reduced to a little straggling, crawling, scratching, little entity just trying to make it across the finish line before the devil destroys us. Uh-uh, uh-uh, we're going to go out of here without a spot, without a wrinkle, pure and righteous and a holy, a victorious church, a glorious church. Amen, that's the way God wants it to be. And if God said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, well then bless God, he's going to build a church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Hallelujah. I want us to stand together tonight. It's time you get your eyes up. I felt this in the Holy Ghost yesterday. Last night as I was praying and studying, I felt this in the Holy Ghost for this church tonight. I've never preached this before. This is for this church. You need to get your eyes up. See the light. Forget the darkness. But it's night, preacher. That's all right. Let the spirit of betrayal go on into the darkness. But listen to the Lord say, now, now, now that that's moved out of here, now that that's out of here, now, now the sun is being glorified. And I believe tonight the Lord wants to be glorified in his church. And it has nothing to do with me being here. It's got everything to do with the church of the living God and that he wants to glorify the church and be glorified in her. I just came to encourage you. Hey, it's time that God be glorified. And if you need the Holy Ghost, the time is when? 
yeah, I need it, but but no, 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 no buts about it. You need to say, okay, now's the time. And get out from where you're standing and make it to an altar and lift your hands unto the Lord and God will fill you with the Spirit tonight. If you have problems with the, needing a miracle or healing, I'm going to tell you now is the time for your miracle. You need to step out and say, okay, God, I'm going to make that walk of faith. You know what? Nobody has to lay a hand on your head so that you can get the Holy Ghost or that you can be healed. God uses that sometimes, but you can get it just standing in his presence and worshiping. And the church has to be involved. The church has to do her part. Amen. I'm done preaching. So now you can take over and let the Lord use you, church, and let him be glorified in you tonight by praying with those that need the Holy Ghost until they get it. Come on. If they want to sing, they can sing. But the church need to be praying. The church need to be praying. Let's bring these people to the presence of the Lord. And let's let God be glorified in her. Come on, why don't you lift your voice and pray. Pray fervently. The effectual fervent prayer of righteous people avails much. Amen. The Lord is in the house and everybody that needs the Holy Ghost can get it. You got a need, you got a problem, you got something dark hanging over you, just remember you're in the church. You're inside where there's light tonight. You're where the miracle will happen.